22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. I'm wondering when hearing that intro and her voice is going to get old. I, I will never get old of the way she says my name. <laughs> and Ralph the Tech. Yeah, she curls the arse. And Ralph the Tech. <laughs> I, I didn't hear all that. <laughs> you think it's in your head. You're not listening close enough. Well, hello. I stopped listening after it says Mike, the finance guy. You stopped listening for a lot of things, bro. <laughs> I told you I only listen to what's important. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the 17th episode of Meanwhile, 22 pages later. I am your host, The Cap, here with my tag team partners, MFG, Mike, the finance guy. Is you is or is you ain't my baby. <laughs> That's a shout out to that guy that we saw in the gym, huh? Uh, to everybody, and Tom and Jerry, why not? <laughs> All right, well done. <laughs> and our other co-host, R to the T square, Ralph the Tech. Captain, that statement is completely logical. <laughs> you you go with a lot of Star Trek references, huh? Nerd. Captain's log, you guys are both idiots. <laughs> Captain's log, it made a splash in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> the, 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 the Christmas season would make us so... Nasty. That's disgusting. <laughs> do, you, do you have an R. I guess, Kelly? I guess that makes it a Yule log then. Oh, <laughs> did I toss that up there for you? Well, not the log, but you know. <laughs> That's like a bad South Park episode. Howdy, hi. <laughs> All right, guys. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas. No, 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 no. That's copyrighted. That's copyrighted. We are not getting sued, okay? We are not getting sued. Have you ever seen that episode, Mike, with Mr. Hanky? Yeah. Okay. Because I know I forgot that somebody I was speaking to that didn't see Mr. Hanky. I'm like, what? You've lived on this earth and you've never seen <laughs> Mr. Hanky in an episode? Did yeah, I? yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here we are. We're, we're here. The, the last episode of 2013 and the second half of our show, we're going to have a little special awards ceremonies um, recognizing the end of the year honors. But um, to top our show. Let's see what's going on in the world of geeks. So here's MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, with the quick news. The first part of the quick news is MFG is never going to catch on. (laughs) That's just quick enough. Kev already hit me up saying that, and so did Joe. (laughs) (laughs) They don't count. (laughs) Wow. Note note that he said that, guys. I didn't. MFG said that, not me. (laughs) (laughs) That's your alter ego. That's when you get mad. (laughs) That's Black Doom. (laughs) So, anyway, sounds like what you call a cock. Here comes Black Doom. <laughs> Zip, Black Doom's on his way. No. <laughs> Go ahead, Black Doom. That's just pretty bad. Um, okay, so well, we got some news here. All right, let's start it off nicely about the fact that the trailer for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was released on the 18th. You can check that out on our Meanwhile 22 Pages Later Facebook page and also listen to the podcast that you just missed from last week, if that's the case. Um, but it's out. It's nice. What did you guys think of it? Um, I was actually pretty excited when I saw it. I didn't like Planet of the Apes when Mark Wahlberg did it. So when they redid the, right. the, the newer version, um, the, what was the name of the last one? They just, Rise of the Planet, Rise of, the Planet of the Apes. Apes. Nobody liked Mark Wahlberg's Planet of the Apes. That was another... Um, <laughs> There's was, a lot of people who liked it. Yeah, they shouldn't have. But that Shout was out a, to uh, Troy. Oh, really? Yeah, Troy liked really? that Is one. Is that another thing I got to yell at him about? Um, but yeah, that was, um, who did that? Who was the director? That was um, Tim Burton. Yes, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. And I yeah. like him, but that one. What did you I, think about the I was one? surprised I didn't see Johnny Depp in that one. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a lot more emo characters. The apes are escaping. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do about it? I don't what, care. What, what did you think about, about it, Mike? About the new the new um, trailer? The trailer? I, I got psyched for it. Um, I haven't seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes, actually. Um, 
no reason i just haven't seen it yet but uh but the, this trailer really got me all psyched up especially you know for the end part where you just see the look of caesar's face and this the, the army of, of of chimps and whatnot back there it's just great what do you think ralph yeah, i thought it was pretty interesting i can't wait to see the movie yeah. just to see i i got a confession i haven't seen rise of the planet of the apes yet yeah no, you, two you, of us. you either yeah. yeah well you haven't seen it Right. No, yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh. Yeah, so he hasn't seen it. Neither of you. Oh. So right. I've seen something that either of you haven't uh, seen, and then you're excited for the. And obviously, sequel. Ralph doesn't listen when I talk either. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph was too busy telling me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Move back." What? What was that? <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm definitely excited. I know a lot of other people are excited. As long as Mark Wahlberg isn't in this one, we should be good to go. Yeah, we'll definitely be good to go. With Maybe that. he'll make a cameo just to piss you off. <laughs> the apes kill him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he'll do a Steven Seagal in the movie Executive. This no, he'll, he'll, be, he'll, be like, he'll come and be like, hey, how's it going, monkey? How, how, how you doing? Say hi to your mother for me. All right. <laughs> and R to the T square with his rendition of Mark, Mark Wahlberg. It felt like I was watching The Departed all over again. There you go, see? Oh, wow. <laughs> I forgot he was in that movie. That's Mike, go ahead. Movie. All right. But, um, what else? What else we got in the news? Um, Paul Rudd. He's in talks to be Ant-Man. Yeah, Marvel I did Studio. hear that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. It's... It's I guess better, but they were actually they they there was rumor anyhow that the uh, another running person for that was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which I for, kind of was like I don't Ant-Man? see that yeah I don't yeah. see him as the science kind of guy no I I don't see that face I mean Paul Rudd he kind of looks like a goofy science kind of guy and but I think that's what they're trying to do with um, I mean Scott Lang isn't that goofy right but and also he was a thief before he became more sciencey anyhow right so and I think if you anybody reads FF the way they write him in that one he's kind of like you know right. a little more smug a little more you know yeah. he's got a sense of humor he's gonna you know make pot shots at people so yeah so I can kind of see it kind of Ant-Man is one of those characters that always confused me because for a while he was Ant-Man then he became Giant-Man right. and then he was oh was it Yellow Jacket right that too and like, <laughs> like what the hell you, and now he's Wasp you have an identity crisis and he's Wasp because the original Wasp got killed right and now she's back, so I don't know what he is now. I think he's just kind of out of the picture. Yeah. I, I, and for a while, he was also just Hank Pym. Yeah. He would just show up with the West Coast Avengers in his white lab coat and pull out all these machines that he shrunk down with his Pym particles. So he'd bring out, like, these huge, like, you know, tank-sized machines in the middle of a fight. What so, was it, Beekman's World? So he had, <laughs> yeah, it was just ridiculous. He had the magic satchel. Basically, it was just in his pockets. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the weirdest thing in the world. Hey, that's a great way to get women to be like, hey, baby, my pockets run deep. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can only imagine that Paul Rudd must have been like, "Look, I can be a drunk wife beater too," you know, and that oh. got, got it, the part. It, it's <laughs> so funny how how they, how they they don't blow past it, but a lot of times they they don't really talk about Pim being. Well, like, didn't they say it wasn't him or something like that? They 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 somehow magic wanded back that it somehow is not Hank Pym. Like they magic wanded Wonder Woman killing Max Lord. Well, they just got rid of the whole universe, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mad, Mad magic wand, a wave. You know, but they, did, I mean, at least Marvel, I always give Marvel the credit that that's one thing they haven't done is just, just rewritten their whole universe. You know, that's, they keep coming out with new number one issues of things, which pissed me off. I was but. wondering if that was a segue <laughs> into your next, into your next news. Uh, the next news, no. Actually, my next news is actually about Joseph Gordon-Levitt himself. He has, um, he's now officially going to star and produce the, uh, the Sandman movie that's up and coming. Sandman? Uh, yeah, no, no direction has been which, announced. Which Sandman? I'm, I'm assuming from the beginning. The, We're talking about Sandman, um, the, of, of the Dream of the Endless. The Sandman, the, one that, the Sandman that Mike's been trying to get us to read for, for God knows how long. Or getting me to read for God knows how long. I don't understand how anyone in this earth has not read Sandman, especially a comic book nerd. It is, it's like the Bible of just good writing, really. They just have other things to do. 
Bullshit. (laughs) Oh, what, like tarring the roof or whatever excuse you make for being late? (laughs) Wow. I am a man of many talents. Yeah. Yes, tarring is one of them. He has more one-handed talents than you can count. Oh, wow. (laughs) And Mike's just just mad because he's got to use two hands for his. (laughs) I got to touch Black Doom. (laughs) And a foot. (laughs) And a foot. The BBC needs all the appendages it needs. Anyway, back to the news. Um, Another piece of news there. uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Let's bring this up. Um, Warner Brothers is eyeing Joaquin Phoenix to be the lead villain in Man of Steel 2. Possibly Lex Luthor. A bald Joaquin Phoenix. He would just look even more insane. Especially to keep his eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I have to really like sit there and let that let that let that marinate a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is well, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, but I mean, I'm trying to think when he what was the movie that I remember him? Oh, Cash when he was in Johnny Cash's movie, Ring of yeah. Fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked him, but he just wasn't Johnny Cash for me. You mean Walk the Line? Walk the Line. Walk the Line. Ring of um, Fire. Ring of Fire was the name of the song. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Walk the Line. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I he did a good Johnny Cash for me there, but I just. It's not so much his, that he's. I don't think he's a good actor. I think, like I just said, he's a he's a great actor. I just am curious what kind of Lex Luthor he's going to be. I don't mean like scientist versus industrialist. I just mean is he going to be smooth or is he going to be like kind of wacky? Like I mean, I don't. I'm like, what kind of Lex is he going Gene to come Gene Hackman versus the the Superman that we used to have in the animated series, who was real smooth and his his voice was always very like, right. you know, I'm chill and you know, I got this all under control. I would imagine. I mean, I well, we've talked about it before. I'm not a fan of Lex Luthor any longer just being a Superman villain. It's just it's tiring. It's old and it makes no sense to me. What's well, it's your classic reverse David versus Goliath story? Right. Well, it's always you try and have an opposite. Like you know, your your villain to your hero is always supposed to be as opposite as it's humanly possible. You yeah. know. Um. So you know, here's Lex. You know, Superman obviously is, well, I don't know in this incarnation, but I mean, you know, he's not as bright as Lex. So Lex has the smarts over Superman's other attributes, which are all of them, you know. <laughs> and, you know, he's basically immortal. Lex is mortal, et cetera, et cetera. Invulnerability, heat vision, flight, super strength. Right. What is it? Hearing, x-ray vision. Ability yeah. to disguise himself with a pair of glasses. Yeah. Super <laughs> hypnosis, super weaving, super mathematics. <laughs> super, super, super weaving. I just came over late. Super amazing with the ladies. I mean, come on. He has super cake making. I think he's even had super hamburgers. Um, Have you tried his super brownies? <laughs> They're magical. <laughs> I, I, I agree with the whole Lex Luthor thing, but what would you just say? Just get rid of him out of the universe altogether? No, or? no, no. I mean, I don't think that Lex has to be purged. It's just... You can I turn don't... him into a secretary. Secretary. Superman, of course, Superman needs a secretary. Come on. <laughs> Someone will organize the fortresses. Tarring the roof is tarred something in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, like like I, we've talked before, um, I'm more in line. If you're going to do the, you know, an in- a super intelligent, uh, wealthy um, tactician, then I really am going where they've been going a little bit more in the animated movies of late, which is uh, Vandal Savage. Because at yeah. least he also brings a natural super ability to the table if things need to get physical with Superman. Immortality. You know, his immort- and he's he is super strong, but not anywhere near Superman's level. But I mean, his right. immortality and stuff like that. Well, because he's a he's a Crow Magnum man. Yeah, well, he's from that time period, right? Yeah. Exactly, irradiated by some kind of meteor or something mm-hmm. along that line. And that's what gave him his immortality. Yeah, I mean, but at least you have something, and you know, you know, he's a tactician. I mean, he's led wars under various names. You know, he's. You figure he's collected wealth galore. I mean, he probably has collected more wealth than Luthor can even imagine by this point. Well, if, you, if you've lived since the dawn of time, I would hope. Right. Uh, unless you're a really bad spender. Right. His, yeah. gar- his garage sales must be epic. It's well, like, he, look well, at he, this. I got this 
Tomb of the Pharaoh kind of thing for like two bucks. <laughs> it was awesome. It's, all, it's hard to say, like, you know, how his spending went, you know, because he is Cro Magnum, so we don't know. He could be part black, in which case his credit's probably really bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> With a last name like Savage, he's not getting a job. <laughs> <laughs> On wrestling, he could. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Shout out to Macho Man. Rest in peace. <laughs> One thing I'll say before we move to your next segment, I was going to say, you know what? I can see Joaquin Phoenix playing Randall Savage. More than, Actually, yeah, I could see that. I could see that yeah, more I than Lex Luthor. Yeah, I could definitely. Right see when that. you said that, I'm like, oh well, that would make sense. Yeah, Vandal Savage. I think that would make a good Vandal Savage. You know, but anyhow, so that's my my thing on it. But it'll be interesting to see. And I, I like I said, I don't think they've officially announced if it's going to be Luthor or not because they're still throwing around. I guess that uh, you know, Apocalypse is still out there or something like that. And Apocalypse uh, is it Apocalypse? Dark, dark side. Dark side. Um, dark side. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. Apocalypse I went, to the, I went, to, the, I went to the Marvel. I keep thinking of his planet. Well, also because he's gray and he's blue. So well, I, it's I a guess. planet. It's Apocalypse. And right. I always keep calling him Apocalypse. But uh, yeah, so we don't know. Okay. So that's not confirmed yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, so one other piece of news, this interesting piece for all of those people out there that want to, you know, just turn to your moms and just go, so there, that's what you get. This is what could happen to me. Kind of a story. Um a man, Steve Landman of Kildare, Illinois, uh, he had an online auction for his 15,000 comic book collection and raised $570,000. Five hundred dollars I'm wondering what's in his collection, though. Oh, well, we'll get to that part in a moment. Um, the only uh, sad side to this is that uh, he raised the money because um, he just quit his job. He's 62 years old, and he's using the proceeds to assist in his medical benefits. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because he's got some kind of a rare disease, some kind of anti-MAG peripheral neuropathy I'm not even sure what it does. They say it's incredibly rare, but I'm not even sure how to spell that. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I can't well, even think that. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, but um, but he did that. Um, but they were saying that. I mean, his collection obviously spanned lots of things, but the highlights of his collection were um, Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. Oh which wow! Is the first Spider-Man appearance, right. and that sold for thirteen thousand four hundred, and that was only like in a zero to ten rating of uh, grading. That was a five. Wow. So that was very, that, and it was a low much, five. He got that much for a low five. A low five, right? Now wow. the rest of these were in nines to high nines. He uh, sold uh, Fantastic Four number one for sixty thousand. All right, uh, Tales to Astonish number twenty seven. What do you think the first appearance of that? Who do you think is in that? Tales to Astonish num- number what sixty seven? You said twenty seven. Oh, twenty seven. Who do we think? Hmm. What? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Offhand, it came up in our podcast already. The first appearance of Ant Man. Oh, and that, <laughs> and that sold for forty thousand. Uh, Incredible Hulk number one, which was the first appearance of who? Yes, Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I spoiled it. I spoiled it. Uh, $26,055. No, that was the first appearance of Bruce Banner. And that. <laughs> and probably everybody else. Probably Thunderbolt Ross. Bruce, yeah. not David. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Journey into Mystery number 83, which would be the first appearance of? Journey into Mystery. Oh, fuck, I know this. Come it, on, come on. It was that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which one? That guy with a hammer, Thor. See, I was right. Yeah, <laughs> he was right. Was that guy? And that sold for twenty six thousand dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what, what what were the uh, the other honorable mentions? What, what um, they didn't go into it in the article. Well, I, I can just imagine those, but I mean, I am curious too. You know, fifteen thousand comics. I mean, and at his age, I mean, he he's and I think in the article it said he's been collecting since he was nine. So who knows how what kind of condition obviously they stayed in, but still right. nine sixty two from now that would put him back to about what. Um, like 51 or something like that or something along that line and who knows if he even has more could be i mean i think you know he probably this just could... said auction off everything and yeah would, like, i was take about it to say, all, you know. let, let me throw that question out to you guys before we go to the to the main segment of the show um if you guys were down on your luck and you had to 
And if you had a few of those kind of comics, like Amazing Fantasy or uh, Journeys, of, you know, whatever, whichever ones you had, would you would you release it or would you wait until you were absolutely desperate? Well, first of all, I'm doing a podcast with you two losers, so my luck is pretty much down as it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky enough to have us. Your luck's turned up. <laughs> Look at the mic you have in front of you. Shut up. <laughs> um, I would. I mean, I know me. I would hold it to the last possible second. I mean, I, I'm. Usually good with money. I don't want to think that I would just wait till I was on the street, but it, it just wouldn't be something I could give up if it, you're talking that kind of caliber of comic, not just, you know, the first Wolverine appearance or something like that. When you're talking about like the first, you know, Spider-Man, Thor and those kind of guys, I would hold on to that until I, I don't even know. I, I, you, you would just have to be the last thought on my mind, gun to the head, like, you better pay me. <laughs> okay so wow it would take a lot for you to sell it you might not even sell it all right yeah what about you ralph for me it'd be like if if, if i'm on if i'm in that kind of situation i would look at my comics see which one i dislike the most then it'd be like i see how much this one's worth and try to make that work yeah oh so you would you you would like um rank them against each other and the, yeah. the one you least liked or the one that was least important to you you yeah. sell that one off? I, I see how much that was i say if i get ten thousand dollars all right making ten dollars ten thousand dollars work somehow yeah I don't know how I would feel about that because I, I, I honestly, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I would want to hold on to it for a long time. But if I'm down on my luck and I know that, let's say I foreclosed on my mortgage or something happened like that, you better believe one of those motherfuckers are gone. Yeah. Because uh, honestly, I, oh, yeah, I'm not hitting the streets. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like if I'm about to hit the streets, yeah, it's gone. Sorry, yeah. Spidey. I, I, I'm, I wanted to pay for my child's education, but, you know, he needs a house yeah. over his head. No, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but but, um, but that was the interesting thing, and and actually it got me thinking too because I think everybody that that collects, especially if they collect in volume, and I mean I have probably nearly fifteen thousand comics myself by this day and age. Uh-huh. Um, um, unfortunately, not those kind of titles. But um, everyone always asks me, you know, what are you ever going to do with these comics? Like, would you ever sell them? And it was just interesting that this guy, even if he had never been sick before at all, I'm sorry, if he had never gotten sick, he had intentions of selling them when he was ready to retire. And I'm like, you know what? That's probably not a bad idea. I mean, you know, you figure. Give whatever, especially the valuable ones, one good more read around. What are you really going to do with them after that? I read mean, around. You know, you, you read them for one last hurrah. That's that's one hell of a retirement package. Yeah, I mean, well, tell you that. well think about it. I mean, Travel I mean, the it, world it's kind of something. smart, exactly, because it's just like, well, you know, especially if you're getting to that age, you're now talking late 60s, early 70s. Um, even though we live longer, there's still your life expectancy now is going down quicker. What are you saving them for? You know, right. by this point, like I said, give them one quick read, sell them, get the money, buy the trade paperbacks to have them in there. So you can always read the story again. You just don't have the actual history between your fingertips. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, I, I agree with you. I guess that's a really good way of looking at it. Hey, look, you know what? Time is short. Let me, you know, get more bang out of my buck out of this. Unless, you know, the only way I wouldn't do it is if my retirement was already set. Right. And I had a grandchild. Well, I was just about to say, if you had kids or something like that, and, and like you said, and the money's already set, that's a different story. And then I like the grandchild, because if but. I didn't like him, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. But, but I love the fact that he just, you know, you notice that, Ralph, he's going to leave it to his grandchild, not his child. No. Yeah. No. That's, screw no. you. No, no, because always the, the, the parent gets mad at the child, but the grandchild, they're like, oh, you're so wonderful. You know, uh, whenever, you know, you have kids and hopefully, you know, well. Hopefully, I've hit the lottery and I'm having my butler fill in for me at this podcast. <laughs> but, but the podcast will now be safe forever in digital form. I want to make sure your kid hears this. <laughs> you got nothing. <laughs> He'd be like, the master says that your grandfather. 
He wanted to give you everything to you, but not to your father. That wasn't too bad, Ralph. That was pretty good. You, oh, you practiced you, that all week, huh? You're welcome, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just wait. You know, you'll be like, but dad, can't I at least have Stan Lee's frozen form that you have in the freezer now? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll put it to you this way. My cover will always be, because they're, they're not going to call me Grandpa Cap. They're going to call me Gra- Grandpa whatever my name is. <laughs> so therefore, they're going to be like, Grandpa, that is it true that Uncle Uncle Mike said that, you know, you I can't get anything? No, no. That's some guy who sounds like me. That's your Uncle Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle nice. Steven is totally known as Cap. <laughs> shout, shout out to Steve. I love you, bro. <laughs> All right. Any more quick news, Mike? I have no more quick news. Oh, um, I want to add a, a piece of quick news. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Lock and Key finally ended. Oh, yeah. Yes, it did. Thank goodness. it ended. (laughs) (laughs) Real quick before we get into into our our main part. And, of course, it'll be with zero spoilers as we all look at R to the TG. That was a T-squared. Sorry, around to the T-squared. Sorry. R to the T-squared. TG's here, too? Oh, man. TG, got it. So, no spoiling it, Ralph. Um. What, like how the fact that everybody... Stop. <laughs> everybody stop, yeah. So, um, what I'll tell you what I felt. I felt um, when I went to go buy it, the person told me it was eh. And it's kind of what I said on the podcast talking about Lock and Key. Remember what I said? I'm saving my review for how it ends. Because I have a feeling it, it, it could end eh. I, I, didn't, see, I don't think it ended eh. I mean, we've, we've all mentioned it before. I mean, it's, it's, it's there was no reason for a three-month wait for the ending. The ending should have just been part of the last book that came out. So in that, and since it is one story, I find the ending just fine. I have no problem with it. I, I just feel like it's not a book where it's all written. In, it's not given to you all at one time. It's purposely given to you in issues. He could have easily waited and, and given you one big thing. But he decided to tell the story by chopping it up. And the way he chopped it up made me give it one grade less. Right. Not that it's not fantastic. Right. It's just great, great, great. But then that's my question, though. But then if someone said, how is the story, you have a problem with the ending? That, that's, my, that's my problem. Is that, that's what I'm saying. I have no well, problem well, with the ending. I uh, just hated waiting three months for the book that came out for the absolute end of it. Yeah. Um, because it could have just really smashed it into one because it really was just a continuation of that last well, mm-hmm. book. Now yeah. we know that Joe Hill and, uh, and uh, Gabriel Rodriguez are in their house lighting cigars with $100 bills. Oh, All the money that they <laughs> yeah, made. Yeah, because Joe Hill waiting. grew up struggling as Stephen King's son. <laughs> yeah, he, he grew up struggling as Stephen King's son. He's like, is your dad Stephen King? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, if you ever want to write a book, we'll publish it, no matter what it is. <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, so I get what you're saying, though. But, I mean, because I see it as a story. In other words, if these were, like, Spider-Man issues, like, you know, where they're all different separate stories, and then you just had some story that ended weirdly, then that would be different. But since this is just one big story, I still give it a 10. I, no, I, I see what you're saying. I, 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 and and to a, a part of me agrees because as a story, it works well as a whole. But the way they gave it to us, he had the choice whether he oh, yeah. could have combined both issues. He had a choice. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, uh, IDW Publishing yeah, would have been they like, probably did. like, you know what? We, we're trying to milk this cow for as much as we can. Yeah, so right. we're splitting this up. And letting these suckers buy these books how it is. But let's put it this way. If they would have taken that, the last issue we just got and combined it with the issue before and made it a $15 book, I'm pretty sure they would have got it. No, because how much did you pay for the book now? Well, $7.99 oh, each. Yeah. How much, each one is $7.99, right? The last two, yeah. The last two. And all they did was in the last two books were put um, pictures 
of like uh, that, was Joe the, Joe. that was the extra the yeah extra, that was the extra but, material which yeah. really all those pages could have just been the story with and, a few extra pages and yeah. then that they would do this one where they added more covers than they really needed to yeah they came out with seven different covers i think this time around you know which again it usually comes out with two sometimes three covers anyway but that didn't bother me like i said but on the whole i still enjoyed it and i, and I don't it, it's like i said because it's not an individual um story per book I didn't have a problem with it, but I definitely understand what Cap is saying that uh, it, it is just kind of like once you read it, you're going, oh, that's what I waited for. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it wasn't a horrible ending. It was just like. Yeah, there was nothing horrible. Yeah. I mean, I held my breath and then like I, I, I exhaled and I realized I'm in a room full of helium. Like if 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 I had to read the whole thing now, like if I've never read it and read it from beginning to end. Then yeah, definitely I'd be like, well, exactly yeah. the story said, ended yeah. incredibly well, right? Well, it, you know, it'd be like, you know, I guess what it is, it would just be like if I told you this fantastic, like, and then when I went to someone, so a monster attacked me, I barely got out with my life, and then this went on, and then I was in the Grand Canyon, aliens came down, swooped, and did this, and then wait a minute, I'll finish this in another month, guys, and then a <laughs> month later, you came back and went, well, what happened, Mike? How did it end? Oh. And then I went home. The end. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would be like, well, that was a good story, but why did you make me wait a month? <laughs> right. Uh, you say, oh, you want to know the end? All right, give me 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, if you get a chance, please pick up the last issue of Lock and Key and get an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah. This way you can't complain that Ralph spoiled it because somehow Ralph's going to spoil it in this podcast. <laughs> I just have the feeling Kev's going to be like, yo, what the fuck? I swear to God. <laughs> uh Spoilers, the butler did it. <laughs> the butler always does it. Is that why you've been practicing your butler voice? Yes, sir. Okay, oh, that was you lost it. Yeah, that, that was some creepy <laughs> butler. That, that was, was like bu- George Takai in there. <laughs> oh, well, hello my. there. Oh, Every, my. Everybody's got a George Takai voice, except for me. I don't well, he sounded like the creepy butler from uh, from uh, Scary Movie 2. <laughs> oh, what, 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 didn't he have the small hand? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the really weird hand. I can't think of the actor's name right now. Oh, is um, it Green? Quick, this Chris, is my Chris, strong Chris hand. Um, is it Chris Green or something like that? Some, 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 some I can't like that guy's name. I remember he had that show, Get a Life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, moving on from disgusting creatures to creatures of, of mythic proportions. <laughs> Some of them were disgusting. Proportions. Yeah. They were disgusting. Mythical proportions. Yeah, there were some uh, creatures in there that had faces even mothers couldn't love. Wow. Sounds personal. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, Ralph? You need a hug? <laughs> Maybe later. Uh, well, before we get to our hug, let's get to why we're here. So, last night, um, Mike, Ralph, and I decided to go on a movie date, so to speak. All of us bros hanging out, going to go watch a movie. And we decided to review it just for you. And yeah. the movie we went to go see is The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Yeah, and just to let you know, uh, you know, Cap did have that big bucket of popcorn. And I was suspicious that it was always over his lap. So I didn't take any popcorn out of it. <laughs> <laughs> just was wondering out there. Mike's just mad because he can never do that. Because if he did that, the popcorn would be all the way to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I can't reach the popcorn. Meanwhile, not realizing there's a whole long black shaft up there. <laughs> It's a stirring handle. <laughs> it's a stirring handle. That comes in from underneath. <laughs> that comes in from underneath. Well done. Well done, Ralph. And with a brief synopsis, but I don't know how brief it's going to be because it is The Hobbit. Everything's long-winded. Is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. 
Oh, it's brief. Come on now. It's, you know, it's, it has to be brief. They took one short movie and broke it up into three three-hour movies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me say this before you introduce it. I've never, I, I can't remember The Hobbit. I remember seeing it as a kid. I can't remember the Hobbit story. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I've seen the Hobbit. There was a great cartoon which still holds up. That yeah. that I think probably that's what everyone has seen for the most part. Right. Um, that I think was two hours long, and it was yeah. just a great telling of the story. And it's not that I have any problems with the story yet, but we'll get to that review part in a second. All right, cool. Uh, here's a quick synopsis. All right, um, we have Gandalf and a band of dwarves, uh, along with Bilbo Baggins. They journey to reclaim the Lonely Mountain, which is the dwarves' lost kingdom. Um, along their journey, they are attacked by orcs. They find shelter with a shape-shifting giant bear. They're nearly drained of blood by giant spiders in the Mirkwood Forest, saved by and imprisoned by elves, and they even battle an evil, sneering dragon. And that's what we have for our wrap. Right, and, and not many spoilers. Well done, MFG. Yeah. Good, good. I'm always good that way. Come on. I'm, knows- I'm no RT squared. Come on. <laughs> exactly. He knows that spoilers are my thing. All right. So get ready for them. All right. So you know, they're walking down the path. I just can't, I only imagine, like, you know, like, you know, one day Ralph's married. He's going to come home. His wife's just all excited. And she's going to be like, honey, you're pregnant. <laughs> she's going to be like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I test you every night when you were asleep. <laughs> no, what's going to be funny is let's say let's say let's just say we're happy to be doing this podcast when Ralph gets married, and Ralph's like, "Yeah, you know, my wife's pregnant. I have no idea." Mike's going to be, like, "It's a girl." <laughs> How's that feel now? <laughs> nah, I probably would have known already. It's a girl. She's going to marry a guy from jail when she's eighteen. Listen, <laughs> knowing my genes, it's always going to be a boy. Yeah, there's really? way there's way too many boys on on my dad's side. It's all boys. On my mom's side, it's all girls. Wow. So, well, so, so, so why are you betting that you have your dad's genes? I mean, come on. I'm like the spitting image of my father. Yeah, okay. But you never know. There's always that part of the genetic makeup that, you know, you could get, you know, slip into. Slip into. <laughs> <laughs> that they can get into, you know, you having a kid and next thing you know, you have a girl. Yeah. You never know. You might have your mom's genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't. Let me just double check. Please keep yep. your pants on. <laughs> All right. So, so thoughts about the movie, gentlemen? What did you think about the Hobbit, the Desolation of Smog? You mean the epic cliffhanger? Well, we haven't gotten that far. Yeah, let's let's, let's start for overall. How about we start about the movie? Damn, he's like, and then, and then at the end, damn, you're one of those guys who want to rush, rush, rush when you fuck, right? Huh? You nah. Take your time, stroke her hair, lick a clit, come on. Foreplay is overrated, man. He's got to get to the business. Like Dave Chappelle said, um, I don't care about lasting long. I'm, as soon as I'm done, that's it, I'm done. I'm trying to be the quickest one. That's so you it. treat our listeners that way? No. <laughs> All right, so gentlemen, what, do you, what did you guys think of the movie overall? Overall? I, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was definitely... I, I read somewhere that someone wrote that they thought it was half an hour too long. I thought it was nearly an hour too long. Um, Agreed. Yeah, because it was... It wasn't... Was it quite three hours? It was It was close, though. It was two and thirty... Uh, two, minutes, uh, two hours and thirty minutes, I believe. Something along that line, oh, definitely, yeah. Um, so it was getting closer to the three-hour mark, but I, I think they could have shaved off about an hour. Not that you would have been bored in the hour. At least I don't... I wasn't bored, at, but I could read it as... Even though I've never read The Hobbit's story... Um, like I said, I've seen the, the, the two-hour cartoon years ago and everything like that, but it felt like filler. Like, you know, like some of the chase scenes, I mean, now the, uh, a barrel scene, which we'll get to later, was I thought it didn't feel long. But certain chase scenes or certain hiding here or discovering this kind of scenes felt like somebody was back there going, drag it out longer. <laughs> you know, it, it just really didn't feel as necessary. Or, or the, you know, the, the love interest scene that was going on there. I'm like, you know, I just really don't believe that's even in the book. You know, I, I refuse to believe it. And from what I've heard, I've heard people who are um, very, they, they, they read 
Tolkien's original work, and they've said, oh, half that stuff's not even yeah. in the it book. It can't be. Yeah. It can't be. What did you think they were? I thought it was a, a pretty pretty good, but um, there were some six scenes. Six Claws good? <laughs> no, no, it's not I six. win. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 Ding! <laughs> Timer down. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so it wasn't Six Claws good, but like there were moments when I was watching the movie where it's like, I felt my eyes sort of closing, but then a, f- a few moments later, you know, like I woke up and said, like, oh, this is pretty good. I can't, you know, it's not like I was the cap who fell asleep for the first 15 minutes oh, of the movie. Jesus Christ. So, okay. Can, can you regale us with that story? Okay, let me, let me let me preface it with this. When I saw the original um, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. when it first came out. Um, you mean when Tolkien wrote it? How no. old are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're older than me, so he helped. I'm, he actually helped Tolkien. He's based off the. He's the one of the characters that Tolkien. One of the dwarves. Yeah. No. 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 He's one of the hobbits. Oh, I wow. thought he was one of the <laughs> or one of the orcs. Yeah. <laughs> he does have that kind of face. I've got a face only a mother can love. <laughs> only a mother could burn with a pan. <laughs> but all jokes aside, yeah. When I um, when I went to go see um, Lord of the Rings, the original one, I remember because there was so much walking and talking and just so much trying to build up to the action. Mm-hmm. I ended up falling asleep three times. Right. Oh. Wow. So so basically. I I remember going into this movie and we were talking about, yeah, let's go, let's go check out this movie. I was thinking to myself, I wonder if I'm going to fall asleep. I've had a long day of work. I'm kind of tired. You know, I had the fried food, which yeah. Mike was like, fried food. Really, cap, really, really going to do that? I had the big slushy. A vat of slushy. Oh, that shit was awesome. <laughs> I, or how Cap put it. Now, most people order things small, medium, large. <laughs> she goes, what size slushy do you want? The largest one you have. <laughs> This way, there's no confusion, Mike. <laughs> and then they wheeled out uh, this huge-ass bottle for, with a wheelbarrow. Two strong men had to wheel that out. <laughs> and one of them weren't you because you weren't strong. Oh. <laughs> one of them fell down and died. We had to keep whipping the other one to keep pushing it along. It was horrible. And what's funny is right after I said it, I'm like, I wonder if Mike is going to use this for tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 he wouldn't. Oh, obviously, he did. Clearly, you do not know Mike as well as you thought you did. I know Mike well, but obviously, I don't know him that well. But yeah, so, so what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I thought that I would have a fighting chance, but I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I drank that entire 15 ton Slurpee before the credits were done. Right. Because those were long credits. We got there, we sat down. It was a small theater. It was like five people right. in there. Well, not credits. You're talking about the, I mean, the previews. That's the, the, the previews. I'm sorry. Yeah. The previews and the coming attractions and right. all that stuff that they had before the movie. I think I finished most of the Slurpee by then. Oh, yeah. So, we're done. Because he was doing a... Yeah, yeah I, a, I, and Cap I is a classy man. <laughs> yeah, Mike's, Mr. OCD looking over me like like I'm doing something wrong. He's like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to be quiet not to bother Mike, but after a while, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> so basically, between that and the slow pacing of the beginning of the movie, I just was getting heavy-eyed like Ralph was saying. I was just getting so heavy-eyed that, you know, I remember at one point, I blinked. I was like, oh, I'm a blink. And I fell asleep and I woke up. I was like, oh. So you're blaming it on the itis and not your old age. All right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But once, but I feel the same way as you did. Once the movie started picking up a little bit, it became harder and harder to, to sleep. Yeah. Well, it didn't have, um, uh, you know, you were saying before with the, uh, the Lord of the Ring movies that there was a lot more walking and talking. And there was. There was a lot of walking and talking going on. This one didn't have that. I mean, it, even in its two and a half hour plus of movie, it was a lot of action in air quotes. I mean, it's. In other words, it's it's busy. It's not really a very talky movie because I, because again, they would have to kept rewriting Tolkien in order to put a lot more words into it. Um, it's just that there was stuff going on, but like I said, it just felt like filler. I mean, it's it was just kind of like watching if you were watching a really good car chase scene, and let's say that car chase scene was five minutes long, but I mean, it was just really good. But then you saw the director's cut version, and that same car chase scene was thirty minutes long. 
Yeah. I mean, it could have tons of action, but even the most diehard person is going to go, it didn't need to be that long. Even though it was full of action only, there's still was so much action where your mind just goes, I've seen enough. <laughs> you know? I, I, I would say this, though. Like, for a band of dwarves, like, they can fight. Yeah. You know? There's some scenes where they show off those skills. Like, it's like MacGyver-type fighting yeah. where they, they don't have anything with them, but they just use what's around them. Yeah. You know? And they just start kicking ass. But for dwarves that can kick ass... They sure do get captured a lot. Yeah, <laughs> three times. Well, they're, they're dwarves. How tall are they, bro? <laughs> that's another thing. Like the the way that they made the movie, none of these guys are actually those high. That that high. No, no, no. They're all normal but size the, actors. Just the, the those cinematic tricks that they use. Yeah, it's really good. It really is really well. Think it's, about especially with Bilbo because Bilbo's even shorter than the dwarves. Yeah. Well, I mean, just think about um, uh, what is it, John Reese Davies from the Lord of the Ring trilogy? I mean, that guy is like six something and like. 900 pounds wide I'd be you know he just looked like a dwarf in that yeah. movie it was amazing you know it was funny is that the one that was when when he landed on the land with the barrel and it's like spit open oh no no I'm talking about uh, in the Lord of the Rings oh my bad that, John Reese Davis was in the Lord of the Rings um, but uh, but uh, actually going back to what Ralph was saying about the um, about the uh, the fighting um, not, it, the dwarf fighting wasn't so much I mean I thought it was good like he said it was really good fighting and, and the fight scenes they kept them kind of a little bit more good slash slightly comical with the dwarves yeah the elves though they were the John Woo fighters ever. Like, now, I've seen... John the, Woo, they were like freaking robotic fighters. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, yes, we know the elves have a magical ability. Da, 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 da. I'm not talking about the fact that they could fight well, but we've all watched Lord of the Ring movies. They weren't fighting like they were suddenly in, uh, you know, Crouching Tiger, you know, kind of fighting. I mean, here they were, and again, it felt like you're trying to fill this in with action. Yeah. Those dwarves were never bouncing, flip kicking, bounce backs and, <laughs> and splits in the midair, taking down 20 people with a hit. I mean, they weren't it's, doing all that before. It's like um, Yoda in, uh, I think it was in, in the episode two. Right. When he's fighting Count Dooku. Oh, okay. And he's just jumping all over the place. Right, exactly. Like a freaking yeah. little frog thing. And just bouncing oh, yeah. Around. Yeah. So I mean, when you realize that we have nine hours of previous Lord of the Ring and it's the same Orlando Bloom. You're telling me, I mean, that he's that much of a better fighter before he fell, he, he started well, the Fellowship he, of the Rings? He's younger there. He's not that much younger. He's, younger <laughs> he's more spry. He looks older, but he's younger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, it sounds nitpicky, but, I mean, I don't mean it in the nitpicky way of, of that I'm hoping didn't come across. It. It's just that, again, the fight scenes felt like, oh, we need to make them today's fight scene where everyone is so amazingly kick-ass. And in that, it took me out of a Tolkien film. You it know, because it's fighting it didn't that didn't like, belong there. It didn't feel like Lord of the Rings for you. No, it didn't. It, like I said, it felt like John Woo or, or Bruce Lee and all these people and Jackie Chan all got together for the fight choreography in the thing that's supposed to take place in Middle Earth. You know, it just didn't work for well, me. Well, you got to think about it. I mean, it's Hollywood. Come on. They, you're going to want people to watch the movie. You got to throw some action yeah, But in they there. just, you know, that's what I'm saying. But the, the whole Lord of the Ring trilogy, they watched them and they saw how the elves fought then. And then suddenly they fight even more kick-ass years before. Well, clearly... They lost some knowledge along the way. <laughs> Maybe they got hit in the head a when, few times. When you live for thousands of years at a time, I mean, come on, you're going to lose something. <laughs> I'll say one thing, though. Um, the, um, because you're talking about the dwarves and the elves, and they fought really well. Acting-wise, between the king of the dwarves mm -hmm. and Bilbo Baggins, I was actually I, I, I like the way they played their characters. Oh, yeah, I, I, I didn't think that anybody was going to be as good as Frodo. Okay. You know, I remember... Elijah Wood? Yeah, as yeah. Elijah Wood from the original three. Well, Martin Freeman's a really good actor. Martin Freeman was Bilbo. He's a right. really good actor. And um, Richard, Richard Armitage was uh, Thorin Oakenshield. You know, those were the, that was the leader of the dwarves. I like the, the back and forth with him and the dragon. 
Oh, yeah. Well, that was just a really great scene. And I would love to... I mean, I'm sure that must be from the book. I mean, as far as the words and everything like right. that. It was, it was like, just very well done. But And Benedict Cumberpatch's voice yeah. was just so sneering and just wonderful. I don't know if it as was... the dragon. If it was me and I'm in a freaking huge dragon about the size of 20 apartment buildings staring down at me, I would have crapped my pants like 20 times over. Oh, my, my colon would be... I, it would be <laughs> spick and span clean. I, I'd be ready for a colonoscopy. <laughs> No, no liquid needed. The dragon's like, I can hear you. I can smell you. Oh, my God. No. I would have just warned him, dude, you set fire here. There's going to be an explosion. That's all I'm telling you. I released enough methane gas to kill a horse. You, and you're the one who's got to clean it up. <laughs> you touch that gold. No, my gold. Don't touch my gold. And it's funny. I was going to wait a little bit to talk about the dragon scene. But now that we're on it, I mean, I thought the visual effects for the dragon were phenomenal. Oh, they were yes. absolutely marvelous. Phenomenal. The way you can see every single scale. And every single indentation and yeah. important indentation that of they course. had, and, and the gold, the gold coins that were stuck to him, just glistening off of him. Yeah, and as they fall down, yeah, I would, that's, that's all. It's all really good that way. Um, the the dragon too. What I like about it is that the way they cut his lip. In other words, they they cut it upward, almost like it was in a smirk. Yeah. Like that was his natural lip position. Right. You know, for them when he opens his mouth, it becomes this gaping maw. But I mean, it just it just everything about that dragon was great, and, and it was really good too because. He's a talking dragon for anyone that doesn't know that. Um, but it, it kind of worked. Like they didn't, you know, they obviously didn't try and make it look like a person. I mean, he looked like a dragon, but the way they echoed um, Benedict Cumberpatch's voice to do that. And by the way, Benedict Cumberpatch, for all you people that think you don't know who he is, um, he was Khan in the last Star Trek movie. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> what spoiler? If people didn't watch the last, um, the last. Oh, father, then they can go to hell. <laughs> movie came out like half a year so ago. So when Mike spoils something, it's okay. But when Ralph spoils something. Apparently, it's, it's a whole big controversy yeah. thing. It's on CNN. Half a year on ago. Year Ralph wasn't there and tell you what happened two minutes ago. <laughs> He's right, though. <laughs> really? You guys are agreeing with each other? What a surprise. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> uh, but um, I definitely agree with um, I definitely agree with you guys about, I mean, the voice was great. The way he looked was fantastic. Um, there was even down to the detail in the teeth when yeah. he was speaking. Yeah. Oh and, my goodness! And the you can see that they they actually use um, certain lizards to base the dragon off of. Mm -hmm. They did it on uh, under uh, underbelly uh, underbelly view, and right. it's reminiscent of an iguana. Yeah, it's just from the, the whole flappy little neck thing. Yeah. yeah, no, they they did a great job. But now going back to the action part that we were kind of talking about, and even with the dragon. Um, and not talking about the uh, the action fight scenes that were, which I had already mentioned, I just felt that some of the cuts, um, the way they cut some of the action was confusing. There would just be times when you knew something was going on, and then they would cut it in such a way that I'm going, well, now I don't know exactly what happened because you kind of cut to the next scene of action, but then you come back and the action is done. Yeah. So that I, I was confused. I'm like, well, is it that you couldn't show me how it happens? Or you thought it added extra movement to the film or something, but it just, to me, I found it um, distracting at times, especially okay. um, t towards the end when the, the dwarves are gathering together to fight Smog. I, yeah, I just right. felt like a lot of times you were just like, I'm not sure what's going on, and you really need to tell me what's going on because you, you've moved around too much for me. Yeah, and then the whole thing, the biggest uh, head-scratcher for me was, um, little spoiler... Well, How little? Little, little small. One. How little? So when uh, when Bilbo he's in the chamber and he's trying to get the stone, uh -huh. right? 
So at the very end, you don't know whether or not he actually got the stone or not. Because then when he's going back to well, the movie hasn't ended yet. <laughs> well, no, no, because he he like made he moved he put on the ring and then he moved away because the because the dragon right. was you know I know what you're saying I, I think I think that was intentionally done that way so, I can right. see where you're confused but, but, but all you see is on his like sweater you see, you can see like a bulge so you don't know oh, whether or not he actually that. got it maybe he was just it happy to see the dragon <laughs> <laughs> or, or happy to see the dwarves well I, then he must have a massive cock because that thing was higher up <laughs> and it glowed I don't know if Tolkien ever got into the the Hobbit anatomy, so we really don't know. He's, he's not George R. R. Martin. Happy <laughs> <laughs> um, Wiener. Uh, but you know, again, without getting into too much, it's just that, like I was saying before, it's just the movie hasn't ended. I mean, there's there's not any reason that we would know, you know, yeah. right now. I mean, it's just the way they filmed the movie. Right. Um, how did you feel about going back to the to the elves for a second? How did you feel about Orlando Bloom's inclusion in this movie? I, I felt like that. I mean, it's nice to tie it in. I, I felt like you know we could have done without him. Well, I don't. Again, having not read the book, I, I almost imagine that it's probably not an option. I would bet you that that's the same elf from both stories. Think so? Yeah, I, there'd be no reason because they live so long. Yeah. You know, I, there, there's it's not a stretch. It's not like you know he's supposed to be forty years older later on, and he should look older. It's like you know, like like Ralph said. I mean, they live for hundreds, thousands of years. Yeah, and they and same. without almost aging at all because they use a glamour. I mean, as you saw, like uh, Lee Pace was the king of that elf land. Yeah. I love Lee Pace. For anybody that doesn't know Lee Pace, the most popular reference I could think of is um, if you see uh, Pushing Daisies. Oh, that, that show, show Pushing yeah, Daisies. Yeah, he was the star yeah. of Pushing Daisies. But, um, but you know, he has this really huge burn slash gouged out face. But with the elf magic that they just knacked that glamour, as they would call it, that they actually use, he looks normal. He looks like all the elves, very perfect and very pretty. Right. You know? With really, really dark eyebrows. That kind of oh, like. That's, that's his eyebrows. That, that, that annoyed me. I'm, I'm like, you couldn't make those blonde eyebrows. You just had to make them super dark. And he's like, he's angelic looking in his pale skin and his really, really blonde hair. I'm like, you couldn't have done something with the eyebrows. You know, I think, though, I would almost imagine it has to be intentional because of the fact that they made him look not quite as nice. They made him look like elf. Uh, he didn't look like an elf king, but if the elf king was Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie, clean up your room. <laughs> uh, fun fact, uh, Lee Pace is going to be in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, you know, I think I knew that, but I don't know. Who's he playing? Ronan the Accuser. Oh, wow. That'll be interesting. All right. That'll be cool. really interesting. Nice, nice tie-in, Ralph. Yeah. Nice tie-in. I think this Vin Diesel's going to play Groot. I am Groot. You know, I think he can't even act that line out right <laughs> I am Groot. No, that's, that's the line. <laughs> Yo, dude, I'm Groot. <laughs> oh, um, that's that's weird. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're back, back to, to the there. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that there was a problem with Orlando Bloom. But like I said, I mean, all of you uh, Tolkien's out there, you know, let us know. Uh, you know, hit us up either on Facebook or Twitter or whatnot. Um, you know, was, uh, was uh, Legolas, was he... In Hobbit and in the Lord of the Rings, yes. let us know. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a good question. What did you think of Toriel? That was the 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 woman, the elf woman of the moment. She was hot. Well, besides, <laughs> you know, I, Ralph, I'm with you. Finally, I agree with you because not finally, but now I'm agreeing with you, huh? Now you don't feel left out, motherfucker. <laughs> but I agree with Ralph. She definitely was attractive, and she had this kind of strength but tenderness about her, which was really cool. She could have been Wonder Woman. All right. Uh, all, right. Uh, uh, all right. No, she couldn't. Have been. No, no, she couldn't. Have been. <laughs> um, I, I definitely agree with, with your observation about um, the fact that they had her talking with the taller dwarf. Right. 
um, and, and and starting that whole like that, that whole love connection. So you say yeah. she has a thing for tall dwarves? No, 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 no. Evidently, she she does now. That's an oxymoron in itself. <laughs> tall dwarf like jumbo shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the like fact political that, intelligence. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, or, or military intelligence for that matter. <laughs> but to, to, to have them their their relationship growing, I was wondering if that was filler. Also, yeah, it, it felt like because I can't believe that it would. It, first of all, it serves no importance. I mean, it's not. You know, not that books don't, you know, go off on their tandems here and there. It's just, I could see Tolkien mentioning, and maybe that's how they got out of the situation because she was enamored or something like that. I refuse to believe it was an important part of that book, you know, yeah, as it was in this movie. You know, and it, and it felt like it wasn't. And even if it was an important part of that book, it didn't need to be in the movie because, it, it, again, it felt like filler to me. Right. What about Gandalf? I mean, he was in it for not that long, just like he does in the other movies. Yeah. He's like, he's there for a little bit for the star power and then disappears. He's an old man. He's getting <laughs> oxygen. He's not disappearing. Get someone else to fucking play Gandalf. It's, it's, I mean, it's the same line of movies, but it's when he's a little younger, so you can get some other older guy oh. to play him. I mean, I, well, you love some him. Older, I love Sir Ian McKellen, but, um, but it's really funny. I'm watching him play Gandalf and I'm going... I hope he's alive for the next movie. I hope he's alive for the next movie. <laughs> so he won't have Harry Potter it. The guy, the guy, switched him over. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're getting Idris Elba to play him. <laughs> I think, do you think they're going to notice the difference? Yo, that's Luthor from the TV show. <laughs> he's a little bit black. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I was, I was kind of again. I again, I would almost bet that that's probably how it flows in the story. So you know, because he, because I mean, Gandalf is never the star of. Any no, of the not star, but I mean, shown yeah. enough. I feel like the movie would go on and I was like, well, where the fuck is Gandalf? And then they'd go back to him. And they go back to him. But like, he's, he's taking care of his own shit. He don't got to be babysitting some freaking dwarves and a hobbit. Come on. Sure. He organized the whole thing and he's telling them, you got to do this. And they never had the idea to do it by That's themselves. That's my issue with it. <laughs> but still, come on. It's my idea. I've organized everything, but I got to go. <laughs> you guys can handle it. You're grown up dwarves. My soaps are on. <laughs> No, um, I mean, well, like I said, I think that's just the way the, the stories themselves run, um, is that he's always off doing something that he kind of needs to finish in order to help them, which is what he was doing. I mean, he was trying to, to do one thing to help them, and then he just kind of got waylaid. But, um, you know, he's just, you can't do anything wrong with Ian McKellen. I mean, he just shows up, and you're just like, the scene got better, you know. And now, actually, this movie actually clears something up for me. What's that? Because you know how like, the, the eye of, of Zorn, uh, was it Zorn? Uh, uh, no, uh, the... Uh, my, it went out right when you asked me. It is the Eye of Sauron. Sauron. Yeah, Sauron. Yeah. Yeah. So now the Eye of Sauron actually makes sense to me because they show the figure of him in the eye. But, the, but how does that make sense? Huh? Well, I think he's always thought, before the, the I always eye, thought it was just, was just a, like right. an eye, but it's actually him. The black of radiating, the eye. Right, he's yeah. radiating the energy off of him, or at least yeah. so it appears. Yeah. No, it was really a beautiful effect. And I'm sure, again, that's probably something that we should have known had we read the book, but. I guess anyway. Did any of you trip out when they did the whole um, when they were showing Sauron and they kind of close in and it kind of like does this pulsating thing mm -hmm. and he did it over and over the pulsating in and out. Well, it, and was then, well, it was it like was an infinity of him going in. Yeah, yeah, it was an infinity of Sauron. But it was just like just the, just that visual effect. Yeah. Did it not fuck with you? Oh no, it didn't. Well, it didn't bother me. I mean, I I thought it was just really cool that he was just basically infinite. But um, I didn't think about it anymore. There was a guy saying, Are you epileptic? <laughs> I know the guy next to me had an issue with it. The, the guy on the other side, the, the Asian gentleman who was sitting yeah. next to me on the other oh, side, okay. he, he gasped. <laughs> said, oh my God. And I'm like, <laughs> Cold blue, cold blue. Asian guy in the movie theater. So is that why you're holding his hand? <laughs> Aww, it's comforting nah, man. Him. The cap is No, no, no. First off, I didn't hold his hand because I made sure nobody gets that fucking armrest. <laughs> 
That's where the blue slushy was. Nobody's fucking touching it. Even if it's empty, you don't touch that. I heard the guy. I heard next. I heard. Hold me. <laughs> he, he and I. It made me laugh because he cheered and then like like reacted to the movie like that's good. It was. Oh, I'm like, dude, really? Hey, <laughs> he's in his element. Leave him alone. I guess. If I he guess. was making those sounds, where were your hands, Cap? <laughs> and was he getting that popcorn again? <laughs> Oh boy! Well, bef- um, let me well, ask you this. Well, one thing I want to mention, though, um, just beautiful. Um, well, not in cinematography, but just the the architecture that they use. You know, like the, oh, the all these. Oh, yeah. I'm like, who built these death-defying steps up sides of mountains? And these these steps that are like what one inch wide. No, who are these people? The the elf elvish stronghold. Yeah, it's like who the hell builds freaking uh, walkways without handrails that fall to a pit that's like. At People that live a, almost forever. A thousand do. feet, you know, down. They're agile. They're agile, my ass. You didn't see any of them fall. <laughs> it's only the hobbits and dwarves that almost fell. You know? The dragon's layer is phenomenal. Oh, my God. The dragon's layer. That was the, phenomenal. The dwarvish um, kingdom. But just going up, like when um, Gandalf is going up to, I don't even know where he was going, but that prison type place that he was going to. Yeah. I mean, just the, the way that these steps are zigzagging upside mountains. Well, it's, it's corroded because it's like no one's taking care of it. Yeah, That's but I mean, but just like the that. fact that they were made that way. I mean, because the thing is, because it's a zigzag, once you got to the top step of one part of the zig, you had to jump to the zag. Yeah. You know, and like, it was just, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a wonderful, just visually beautiful. Yeah, visually, it was definitely fantastic. And we didn't talk about Cap's scariest moment in the Mirkwood Forest with the giant spiders, spiders. <laughs> i wasn't scared of spiders i think somebody else here sure. might be scared of spiders i'm pretty sure you were holding on to mike during that whole the asian guy next to him <laughs> <laughs> they were they were wrapped it wasn't anything gay. it was it was a tender like help me hold me embrace they were like scooby and shaggy number one i'm confident in my sexuality number two it was scooby <laughs> and shaggy <laughs> if what bro <laughs> Wait, so so who's Scooby then? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Which one of you does a doggy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> give him a bell for that one. That was a good one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say was the spider. The, the spider one. I felt like it, it lasted a little bit too long. I yeah. thought spiders were gonna be a lot creepier. Was, I did think they were creepy. I, mean, I actually I'm not... fell asleep th- during that scene. Jesus, you are old. It was interesting though that when um. When Bilbo puts on the ring, he can hear the spiders. Yeah, kind of like a very like yeah. Harry Potter able to hear the snakes. He could he could actually understand them. That, that was kind of like, cool. Hungry, hungry, we're gonna drain them all, kill them all. Yeah, obviously the spiders don't have a lot to talk about. I guess <laughs> <laughs> they weren't just like you know. Oh, they did you see that? Lines. We've got to do something about this environment. <laughs> <laughs> Your this webbing is, is so of, asymmetrical. <laughs> this place is a mess. <laughs> no, but it's like, and also. I understand you're a hobbit. You might not be too smart or anything, but you should still know how spiders work. You're going to be flicking their web. Matter of fact, if you see webs, huge webs covering the forest, right? right? You're going to think to yourself, hmm, there must be some pretty big spiders making these webs. I shouldn't touch this because spiders use their web by, you know, they they feel the vibrations on the web and they go after their prey. Well, it depends if you know about spiders. Like, I mean, as much as I, I, until I watched Arachnophobia, I didn't know that about spiders. And the hobbits and the dwarves don't have Discovery Channel. Yeah, (laughs) and they they don't live in that land. I mean, don't forget the spiders live where the spiders live. The the elves and hobbits and all live where they live. Yes, but I'm pretty sure down at the Shire, they still have small spiders. Yeah, but, you know, these, you're, you're also talking about Take us back, meaning as human beings, a few hundred years, and we thought that frogs grew out of lily pads because they're always sitting on them. That's a real fact. So 
you know, yeah, and yet, yet we had invented like steam engines and stuff like that by that point, and we couldn't figure that out. You know, I mean, please, people thought that the world was flat. <laughs> yeah, but you still do. It wasn't. <laughs> oh I don't man, think that should be round as my head. <laughs> <laughs> I owe some round as your head, now. yes, but not as big as the head. It takes <laughs> forever to circumvent that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me throw this out there. Um, without giving it away, Ralph, <gasps> the ending. How did you feel about the way they, they concluded this version of, or this, this um, episode of The Hobbit? Well, I saw it, like, as soon as <clears throat> it was reaching to a certain point, I'm like, oh, I knew they were going to end it right there. Like, you were hanging with your friend, and, and, and when the lights go out, she said, that's it? You're like, yeah. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. And I was like, yeah. oh, God. But everyone just watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> or watch the black screen. Just stay black. Yeah. How did you feel about it, Mike? Um, I was surprised of how it ended um, as abruptly as it ended. That's That was me. I mean, I knew that they, again, had stretched a one story into three stories. I just thought that, you know, you wouldn't just be like, you know, give me a Sopranos moment. Where <laughs> you just went, you faded out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I knew you couldn't resolve everything, but again, um, without giving away anything, it's it's funny that they accomplish nothing in this part of the movie. So far, they haven't accomplished anything they set out to accomplish. No, they haven't. I mean, well, if you really think about it, I, I'm talking about fully accomplished. They've they've moved things around, but they haven't accomplished it. So that like, I have to wait till the last movie for the full accomplishments to take place. They made a floor of gold. That, that wasn't their goal. <laughs> like if they had if they had made that a list, I would have been like, "All right, you got one done." <laughs> you know. So I mean, that was my only thing is I was just very surprised to see, even if it's a middle installment, just that something wasn't accomplished out of any of your goals in a movie. That surprised me. You know, I at least thought something was going to be wrapped up, and it just wasn't. You know, I, I wasn't that surprised. I was surprised the way it ended because I kind of um, the way these movies go, I expect another fifteen minutes to half an hour. The, the way the Lord of the Rings movie did, right. but I wasn't too surprised. It felt like for me, and I said it before the podcast. It reminds me of Empire Strikes Back. Remember the ending of that, uh, where no. um, Han Solo is in the carbonite, and oh, right. and, and Jabba the Hutt takes him away, right. yeah. and um, basically Luke got his hand chopped off, and he found out that Darth was his father. Right. And they're talking about they're gonna chase father. down, they're gonna chase down um, Jabba, and, and they're gonna find Darth, and, and basically. Lando Calrissian is with um, Chewbacca and they take right. the Millennium Falcon and you just see Leia and, and Luke there looking out and when you see them looking out to the cosmos you're like no that's not the end no come on it's another 15 minutes right yeah, but, but at the same time though you at least like for instance things that they they set out to do I don't mean as far as take down the Empire but the things they set out to do in the movie were pretty Resolved. much accomplished that's what I'm saying like this one was just like you know, it, it would be as if I said, okay, guys, today we're going to go down to Dwayne Reed and buy, you know, some socks. Then we're going to hit the gym for an hour. And then we're going to, you know, have lunch at Chipotle's. <laughs> and we don't make it to Dwayne Reed. The gym's closed. And we end up grabbing a slice of pizza. Well, no, we don't even get any food yet. And then the movie just ended. You would be, but... You know, you go, well, we'll find out if they get it all done next time. And you're like, well, but we didn't get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not like we accomplished two out of three, one out of three tasks. They didn't accomplish any of their tasks yet, you know. And that was what was surprising. I expected something to be finalized and then a cliffhanger. That's, I guess, where my mind was. I wasn't okay. expecting cliffhanger for everything. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but again, I mean, I didn't think it was bad. Like, I didn't leave there angry. You know, I didn't, you know, I mean, I, granted, like I said, it's a... You made three movies out of what should be one, so yes, I'm already feeling a little bit cheated anyway. But in that, knowing that you're going in for that, I didn't feel completely robbed. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, Ralph, I thought I already said. I mean, 
epic cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. I mean, come on. Really? Makes you want to buy another ticket. <laughs> Makes me want to go to freaking Hollywood and smack these stupid directors and be like, make these movies right. You're smacking <laughs> Peter King. That's a big dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> he, he's, he's, like, he's like Kingpin big. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Daredevil took down Kingpin, right? <laughs> no, yeah, but that was but that was the late um, Michael Clark Duncan. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Cap could tell us that fight scene in detail, having seen it numerous times <laughs> and owning it on DVD. Um, all right, so ratings. How do you rate this movie, Ralph? Why me first? I always go first. Mike, you go first. I give it ten dwarves in a barrel out of thirteen. Because there was 13 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay, so 10 out of 13. All right, that's a pretty good rating. Yeah. All right. Ralph? Hmm. I give it six. Cause? <laughs> <laughs> this is already not starting off well, people. This is not starting off well. Oh, man. I give it six golden rings out of 10. Six out of 10. Wow. Okay. So you're saying it's a little bit above average? It's a little bit above average. It's still, I mean, it left me wanting more. You know. Okay. Well, but but isn't is leaving you wanting more? Isn't that a good thing? But you're saying it's a bad thing. Yeah, it's a okay. bad thing. All right. Cool. And, and it, it uh, didn't satisfy me. Yeah. <laughs> Why you say that with a deeper voice? It didn't satisfy me. It, it did not it was, satisfy. It wasn't a snicker. Yeah. No. <laughs> I still oh, have we're a so getting sued in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say that um, I'll give it. I'll give it seven. Kick-ass, sexy, red-headed elves <laughs> out of 10. Because I felt like... Well, well, Gigi, I guess we know what your next Halloween costume better be. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say that. She's always my sexy elf. Um, <laughs> but I, I just felt like, you know, it was a lot of fun. To, it was a lot of... It was more fun than I anticipated, but I do feel like it was... It did drag, but unlike the other Lord of the Ring movies, the other Lord of the Ring movies, you knew that content was there. Right. This one, you weren't sure if some of that content was there or it felt like it wasn't. So, yeah. I felt like they created it. Oh, so there you have it. Our look at um, Desolation of Smog. And hopefully, I wonder how many of us are actually going to buy a ticket for the next installment. Oh, we'll, we'll be there. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on? This is The Cap again, letting you know that we want to hear from you. We meaning me, Mike, and Ralph. So we just want to hear what's on your mind. Do you agree with some of the things we said? Do you think we're full of crap? Or just some suggestions you have? We definitely want you to hit us up. So please take the time out and you can email us at m22lcmr at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our Twitter handle at meanwhile22. Also, if you're wondering what the hell are they talking about by a Doctor Who border, you can check our growing um, website at meanwhile22pageslater.com. That 22 is a number. Now back to the show. And now, for the first annual M22 Bag and Boards Award, the man that needs no introduction, the cat. <laughs> Why did you introduce him? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, welcome to the M22 Bag and Board Awards. These awards recognize and celebrate the highlights and lowlights of comic culture in 2013. By, of course, using our own colorful opinions as categories. Let's get the show on the road because you know we love to procrastinate and talk trash. Our first presenter has a knack for correcting everyone except himself. Please give it up to Mr. BBC himself, MFG Mike the Finance Guy. (laughs) 
first of all, I'd like to correct you on saying that I correct everybody. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought I thought Ralph was going to introduce you as the man of the hour, but Gigi would have told us it was three minutes. <laughs> so anyhow, hey, hey, hey! If you put three minutes together over the span of our relationship, it equals one hour. <laughs> but it wasn't must see TV. <laughs> All right, so I have my first award here. It's going out for the most original mode of transportation. Mm. Okay. Now, I had a couple of ideas that were going out to maybe Spider-Man number 700.5. Don't even ask about that. That was, <laughs> that was Mary Jane riding Spider-Man like a Bronco as he's swinging through the air. Oh, yeah. It's a real, it's a real cover. Go look for it. Spider-Man wow. number 700.5. Uh, the other one was like maybe Superior Spider-Man number 14 where he introduced his arachnots, which were these giant robot. Like, they look like ticks more so than spiders, but... But I couldn't do either of those. So I had to say that the winner goes to... Thor, God of Thunder, number nine, which is Thor riding a space shark. <laughs> wow. A space shark. It's just a great moment. And you want me to read this? <laughs> oh, you have to read. Those first 12 <laughs> issues are, you'll just cry reading. They're so beautiful. They're great. But the space shark was just fantastic. Space shark just begs to ask a lot of questions. It's like, does he, what does he breathe? No air? I guess space air. Space air? Because that's an oxymoron in itself. Exactly. Also. And wait a minute. All this time you get picky about stuff, but you enjoyed that moment? <laughs> He's the god of thunder. Really? Where am I going to question a space shark after that? <laughs> Seriously, where am I going to go? Right. And at least you told us where to find it. Yeah, no, it's great. Like All 12 issues of the Thor God of Thunder that begins at a fantastic, but issue number nine, just you have to laugh when you see him riding in on a space shark. <laughs> Thor riding a space shark. I'm putting that on Google. Yeah, I mean he's not even he's not even coming in like standing on like two of them, you know, with like you know holding with some kind of a lariat or something like that. No, he's he's completely you know uh, leg across and riding it like a horse. He's got the hand on the fin and he's coming in for action. Yeah, oh, tons of action on him. <laughs> on a space shark. I know that if I roll up to a club with, on a space shark, I'll get all the ladies. Yeah, they're but not yeah. going to deny you entrance. That's for sure. <laughs> that's my ride, ladies. I ride a shark. I just I'm wear shark space. skin. I just wear shark skin boots. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my first award, Ralph. What do you have? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, MFG. <laughs> My award goes to a TV show whose uh, dialogue is not mm, as smart. It is the Dumb It Down Award or the Dumb Down Award. Ooh. Oh. Right. So, uh, as I was considering this award, I was thinking of, you know, the new Spider-Man movie, that's uh, Spider-Man uh, cartoon that's currently airing, The okay. Ultimate Spider-Man. That's pretty dumb. So, then I was thinking, <laughs> nah, there's something got to be something dumber than that. Then, I saw Teen Titans Go! And I'm like, hmm... Do we have a winner here? No. That's no. pretty dumb. Not yet. Then I was thinking, maybe Avengers Assemble. But I'm like, no, nah, they say some scientific things in there. So I guess not that. Then I saw the winner. And the winner was... Hulk's Agents of Smash. <laughs> they said Smash in that cartoon way too many times. I mean, it's in the title. And every freaking other sentence includes the word Smash. That is something that even my unborn children in my testicles can understand. <laughs> I was about to ask you, I mean, was it dumbed down or just, uh, you know, like catatonic award? Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
it, it definitely gets the most soft mark award because that, that show is definitely it's aimed for kids but and I don't want to make a slow kid joke so I'm not going to do that so he will <laughs> but it's like a joke for, for people who are like sedated I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean that that show for the dialogue is like for people who are sedated because it's really like I don't know like the the, the hum- between the humor and the dialogue and all that stuff it just seems for really really people who are like mm. well, but you know how they they say that you talk to people that are in like these permanent comas and stuff like that for a fact I know that they've been showing Hulk Agent Smash in these coma wards and actually it's gotten all of them to roll their eyes <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad it is and, and, and P.S. before we move on to the next award um, Paul Dini is supposed to be working on. Agents of Smash now. Yeah. Oh wow! So maybe uh, and Paul Dini, you know, oh, he's, he's he's great. great. I mean, he's yeah. he's Batman the uh, the animated series. I mean, and other stuff that he's just written. I mean, his Batman. Uh, I've read novels that he's converted from like Batman stories into novels, and it's been fantastic. So either he's going to do something great, or he really needed money. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's find out which one. Yeah. So, <laughs> now to present the next award, this guy right here is a cat. No introduction needed. I thought that, that, that was the rules, but okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, our next award is what I affectionately call the gasp. Oh, that's it. Moment award. <laughs> and it represents the moment in comics that gets built up to a zenith, to a high point where when you're ready to find out what the answer is and you get let down like a girl on prom night. By the guy with the small wang. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. That's pretty much what it's like. Speaking from experience, I was about to say, evidently we're having a cat no, moment. No I'm, <laughs> no, I'm long and strong. Fuck that. Three minutes, but long and strong. <laughs> we have so many dick jokes today. What's up with that? <laughs> we're, we're channeling our inner uh, Kevin Smith. <laughs> we're ending the new year with a bang. With my boom boom. Oh wait, no, I don't got that. No. That's not a bonus. That's not a Of all the th- sound effects you have, you don't have a rim shot. I don't shot. have a rim shot. You don't shot. have a rim shot? Wow, rim shot. Oh. So Mike changes it up on us. But I'm boom. All right. So um with this award, there's a couple of things that, that um I had in mind, but it's funny because we just read Lock and Key and I kind of almost was gonna pick Lock and Key's finale for the gasp. Oh, that's it moment. Wait, did you just make a pun with pick, lock, and key? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry for all those that may have missed that. (laughs) I'm glad you reeled them in. But there was only one moment that rang true for me. And the winner is the conclusion of the Trinity War revealing... Hold on, hold hold, hold your applause. Revealing about the, um, the crime syndicate. Being the villain. They could have held that applause more. <laughs> they shouldn't give me any applause for that one. I remember just reading that and, and the whole idea of the three and using the, you know, the idea of the Trinity. And it said three, Earth three. And I remember like you're having this build up. And there was a part of me when in the beginning of Infinity War, I wasn't going to buy it. And then MFG convinced me maybe I should take a look at it. So I did. And then when did so, I convince you of that? At the gym. <laughs> at the gym you told me oh, my, my adrenaline was pumping you listen to me then <laughs> he was so, he was hoking out at that time so, so i picked it up and mike and i had both agreed justice league and jla was okay for for their versions of infinity war and um um justice league dark was kind of like meh right trinity war trinity war excuse me um so it, i keep saying infinity war that's the other piece of crap that i want to talk about but i'm not gonna talk about it now so when it got to the end it was just like uh yeah 
Well, there's just nothing worse when once you realize that somebody goes, and your villain is Ultraman. <laughs> it just doesn't get exciting. I mean, the fact that he looks like Superman, I'm surprised they don't have a reverse S curl on him or something. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a Z curl? I, I don't even know. What it would be. <laughs> It'd be like the Toys R Us R backwards. There you go, exactly. <laughs> and with our next award, he's probably going to correct me again, is Mike the Finance Guy. I'd like to correct him by saying that I wasn't going to correct him. <laughs> <laughs> a predictable Mike the Finance Guy. <laughs> Alrighty, so now I have another award that's going out there to the wonderful big houses of comics. Um, unfortunately, you have to get the worst comic book event of 2013. Somebody's getting it. Now, you know, you guys, that uh, DC made me suffer through Trinity War, Marvel through Infinity, and I still don't understand how Infinity is working, by the way. Um, <laughs> DC also brought in Forever Evil, and it seems to be lasting forever, <laughs> and it is evil to read. <laughs> and then there was Marvel with their Battle of the Atom, which just was a cat fight in the schoolyard. It was just a horrible, horrible ending to a story. But the winner of the worst comic book event of, 20, 000, of 2013 is... We got to shorten that drum roll. Uh, <laughs> DC Comics Villains Month, all 52 titles of it. Which Mike owns every single issue. Damn right I do. <laughs> I'm like, that's how Mike knows. He read every single goddamn issue. He is an expert in turd anatomy. <laughs> so let me ask you, out of the out of all of those pe- those 52 pieces of shit, which one would you pick out and go, eh, not bad? Um, the Two-Face wasn't bad. Uh, I'm trying. To, there was one other, but now it's been so long. Um, didn't you like the Joker one? For no. No, 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 no. I didn't like that or the Harley Quinn. That they were both horrible. Or the, or or Joker's daughter. Oh, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> um, yeah, there probably was another one in there. I just can't think of it offhand. Like I said, none of them were that okay. great. Maybe maybe the one for Count Vertigo was not that bad. Oh, actually, no. I like the um the story for uh. The Ventriloquist, the new Ventriloquist. Ah, okay. Yeah, I did like that one, but um, that was it. They're, they're all horrible. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, so now bringing us into his next award is RT Squared. <laughs> Who's a little slow on the draw? <laughs> yeah, you Wow. <laughs> I already had my drink this evening, so. Yeah, he's got Cap's drink. <laughs> <laughs> and Cap ain't drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so for this next award... Is this the Puny Human Award? So this award goes to a special character I have in my heart. Your brother? (laughs) (laughs) No, he gets a separate award for that. (laughs) So this character, I feel, even though he's technically a superhero, seems more like a little pussy to me than anything else. So this award goes to... Kick-Ass in his portrayal in Kick-Ass 2. Nice. Uh, fuck that. I want a recount. <laughs> Hell no. Are you serious? Well, you were the runner-up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll kick your ass. How about that one? That, that could only have been decided with a coin flip. <laughs> there was no way you came to that with any kind of real conclusion. And it's like, I mean, come on. If You saw, you saw Kick-Ass 2, and it's like throughout the whole movie. I understand. He's just a regular guy, and he's trying to you know come up in the ranks or right. whatever. But still... He's whining like a little bitch throughout the whole movie. Oh, 
Uh, they killed my dad because of me. Whoop de doo! I mean, come on, move wow. on. <laughs> you sound like MFG when he talks about Spider Man bitching about that shit. Well, no, 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 no. Because unfortunately, Kickass didn't complain about him killing his father. He just kind of took it all in stride. Yeah, uh, he's dead. <laughs> and then, anyhow, what's Night Nurse up to? And then he's, he's going through this self training that he's doing, right? And then he tries to lure in these bad guys, and he gets his ass kicked. Sure, okay, he gets a few licks in. Right. But then he gets his, he gets saved by Hit Girl. Yeah, I mean, what kind of superhero gets saved by a sixteen year old girl? Come uh, on, sure. Well, she, Batman. Well, fourteen. Oh, Batman. Fourteen. Oh, I'm sorry, they're boys. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. just you know he just dresses them up like girls. <laughs> I, I don't know why you have so much hate for for, for Kick Ass. I mean, it just it, his pussiness enrages me. <laughs> his puss. So the pussiness enrages you. Yes. You should make a t-shirt about that. (laughs) (laughs) Your pussiness enrages me. Okay. All right. And now for the next award. And the last. And the last award. The runner-up of the Puny Human Award. (laughs) The Cap. It's funny how you make fun of me, but meanwhile, you're bald like me, you have a goatee like me, and you're drinking like me during the show. Fuck you. (laughs) Who says I didn't do it first? (laughs) Whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you believe that because you're younger, <laughs> but you look older. All right. So our final award is the most enjoyable portrayal of a superhero by a maniacal archvillain. Now, this award is gives credit to the evil menace because we always are giving props to the hero, to the person that does the right thing. And, you know, the usually the, the evil menace wouldn't even think about living their life as a superhero well, unless the plot is to take over the world and then change identities real quick. No, no, this particular evildoer has went far and beyond in his efforts to foil his arch enemy that he's chosen to live permanently as. I mean, he slept with all of his women. He's improved the living of the city by his creations, and he's invented life-changing um, mechanisms um, with the company that he works with. And on top of that, making sure that his wonderful aunt is taken care of and I think we know who we're talking to, but I was talking about, but let's get the drum roll anyway. And the winner of this award is Doc Ock as the Superior Spider-Man. Yay, Doc Ock. <laughs> Best Spider-Man there's been in years. Mike is still like hoping that Peter Parker's gone for good. No one no, look, everybody says, Oh yeah, they can't wait for him to come back. I love Peter Parker. I was a Spider-Man fan from a little kid on up. But no one has come up with a valid explanation of not how he'll come back but what we'll be facing when he comes back doc ock has given us a spider-man that we've obviously never seen before he's done things to prove he truly is a superior spider-man so that where do you go when you go well i've had a superior superhero and now you're back (laughs) so so (laughs) you've been to use that all day (laughs) oh yeah you know so that like my, my my problem is just that it's it's what is Peter Parker going to do to wow me? Is it just going to go, oh, you're nice and comfortable like oatmeal? Oh, come you know? on. <laughs> well, what's he going to do to what's he going to do to make me go, gee, fine. His violent tendencies of, you know, you cross Doc Ock at a traffic light. And he, I'll get my revenge on you. <laughs> you know, um, but take out his violent tendencies. What's Peter going to do to go? I'm so damn happy to have you back, Peter. He's going to make you breakfast in bed. Well, if he does that, that's fine. But, <laughs> but that's my thing. I, like, I don't get a, a valid argument to go, this is what you're going to get back by having Peter back. But I think that's the, uh, that's the point of, I mean, Dan Slott probably, uh, 
you know, I can't speak for Dan Slott, but I'm hoping that with a writer of Dan Slott's caliber, that he already has a plan for how he's going to introduce, not only introduce Doc Ock back back to being himself or killing him off and introducing Peter back as, uh, as Spider-Man, but what the rest of that world is going to look like. If he didn't plan that far ahead, I, I, I think you're right. There is going to be a lot of trouble in paradise, right. and there's going to be a lot of things where trouble in paradise for the reader, not right. only for the characters, right. but for the reader. I'm like, oh, God, it's well, whack. Well, to me, it almost feels like, you know, even if they attempted, it's just it's just my imaginings. Like I said, I mean, granted, Dan Slott is an excellent writer, and I do have faith that he has something planned. I just can't imagine. Usually you can kind of imagine a scenario of like, okay, well, they'll do this, but Peter is just Peter. Bringing Peter back is the simplicity of being Spider-Man again, and it's like, well, Doc Ock truly was superior in every way for the most part. If you're going to give me back same old Peter, you figure the first few issues are going to be guilt over how he should have been able to defeat Doc, and that's going to get old really fast. I, I should have won. I, I don't sh- think it's going to be oh, guilt. Oh, it's going to be guilt. It's going to, it's going to be something else, but I don't think it's going to be guilt. I think he it's going to only be, knows guilt. It, it's going to it, no, it's, be like anger or something. Like, it's, it's going to be how old. the fuck could I let this freaking forearm freak no, take oh, over my like, body? Oh, damn, you fucked Mary Jane? You fucked the midget? Well, first of all, I don't think he did have sex with Mary Jane. I, didn't he have sex with I Mary? know he met her, but I don't think he... Didn't they mess around um, when he was courting her, like, by issue three and issue four? I think he, he started... I don't think they ever did, and I don't think he some, had sex with Carly either. I don't think. Oh, no, he didn't have sex with Carly. Yeah. And Carly's... Eh. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. But... I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, <I cut> short. <laughs> no, it's just... It's going to be guilt. It is because that's the first place he's going to go. Anyone's life that was negative, negatively affected, and you figure if they get rid of Doc Ock out of Peter, that means that Doc has stepped over some boundary where finally he's done something bad and it's exposed, and Peter's going to feel guilty that he did not stop Doc Ock from taking over his body because now I'm technically responsible for everything that Doc did while he was me. Oh, woe is me, and that's what we're going to get well, until that's resolved. If, you know. if that happens, then I am taking the Puny Human Award away from Kickass and giving it to him. Dude, he should have gotten the lamest superhero award for the last decade before Doc Ock took him over. Well, actually, no, not right before then because Dan had improved his life by giving him a, a really good, high-paying job. He was finally a respected scientist, which he is. He was a genius. Right. Being appreciated for being a genius. But for all the, what, 10, 15 years, and I'm being generous, before then, when he couldn't hold one job, living out of his aunt's apartment, you know, as a late 20-year-old, but, you know, slash probably 30-year-old-ish, you know, no, it, no, just, no, it was no, horrible. No, 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 Because remember, before Brand New, cause are you talking about Brand New Day's run? Because before Brand New Day, he had stopped living with Aunt May. He was living with Mary Jane because they had got back together. And he was a substitute. He was a teacher back at the old school. Back at, at, at um, right, that he was barely holding on to that job because he kept disappearing. Yeah, but he still had the job, though. It, 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 I mean, he wasn't at the Bugle anymore. He wasn't right. doing, you know, so I feel like that they evolved him, at, you know, right, the until end Brand New Day. Then, of course. Then he had no Mary Jane, and he was back at Aunt May's again. And yeah, but 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 that's part of you and know, still looking for a job. Yeah, but that's part of the bill. They had to do that. Yeah. All right, and there, that concludes our award ceremony of the M twenty two Bag and Board Awards, um, two thousand thirteen. See you next year. Geeks on the go. <laughs> Really, Cap? Your mouth full? Yeah. I was eating you. You pressed the button already. It was like, what? I couldn't think of a moment you weren't eating. <laughs> you think you could do better? Everybody can do better. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to put the money where your mouth is? Yeah, yeah. Back out on the streets again. <laughs> now where your mouth is, though. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Geeks 
on the go, baby. Yeah, my job is safe. <laughs> no way, man. That was smooth as hell. Mike reached for every single black part about him and said, we're going to use it for this you intro. See, it was I, so good, even the crowds were cheering. <laughs> I guarantee you, everyone's underwear dropped <laughs> by the time I got to the baby. <laughs> you surprised me, that's for sure. All right. <laughs> You know, you know the routine. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and they never make it under one minute. But we try anyway. Fuck it. Yeah, we try. Yeah. So um, basically, let me get my timer out, which is right here. Um, and this is our last one for the year, so I wanted to go Christmas themed. Ooh. You know, and Christmas themed slash you know New Year's resolution. So kind of combining it into into one geeks on the go. So our last one for for 2013. So thought I'd make it a little bit special. All right, so um, are you guys ready? Yeah, we're ready. All right, cool. Ready, set, and go. What would be your holiday wish for the following people? Wonder Woman, Ralph. Uh, I'm going to give her some sexy lingerie so that she can use it with Superman. (laughs) Mike. Uh, Along the same vein, the only thing Wonder Woman wants is kryptonite condom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Aquaman, Mike. Aquaman, uh, some drip dry undies, some um, squid ink remover, and of course, some Mexican Atlanteans to clean the glass dome. (laughs) Ralph. Uh, I'm going to give him some uh, scuba uh, passes so he can go snorkeling and scubaling with all his friends. All right. What do you give to Spider-Man? Ralph. Spider-Man, I'm going to give him some superhero lessons. Superhero lessons. Okay. (laughs) Mike. Uh, Now that Octavius is dating the little woman, I think he wants some tickets to midget wrestling. (laughs) What do you give the Avengers? Mike. Uh, an HR rep to help fire 300 members and then new locks on the headquarters. <laughs> Ralph. Uh, I'm going to give him a weekend of trust building exercises. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, time is up, by the way. All right. But let's keep going anyway. Um, what do you give Wolverine, Ralph? Uh, I'm going to give him some claw mittens. It's like they have the space for his claws to come out so it keeps his hands warm. I know they're, they're probably cold sometimes. You're so considerate, Mike. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Wolverine, uh, just about like maybe good eight or ten anger ma- management sessions and of course, Hello Kitty Thong. <laughs> <laughs> Bub. <laughs> Last but not least, what do you give Batman? Ralph? Uh, I'm going to give him some uh, six sessions with a family therapist for him and his uh, immediate Bat family. <laughs> the ones that are still there. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, the one thing Batman's been asking for every single year Santa's list of naughty little boys. Oh, man. And, of course, now... God, I hate that soundboard. But now all, all those pedophile lights are flashing up right now as we speak. They remembered us for the year end. Is that the sound for the pedophile? That's the pedo... The pedobell? The pedobell. The pedobell. Um... Well, wow, we we we, fi- we didn't finish one full year, but two- 2013 is our last episode. Anything you want to say before we sign off? Uh, be prepared to see us actually do a little bit more for the website. Right, right, definitely. Um, also Facebook, and maybe if I'm feeling inventive enough, we might get a new logo. Wow, really? I kind of like the logo we yeah. have now. I hate that logo, and I designed it. <laughs> <laughs> I would so say, we'll if you, you like the podcast, you like what you heard, go on to iTunes, give us a quick review. It won't cost you anything, just a little bit of time. Yeah, all right, all right. The one thing I'll say, I think there's a couple of things I want to say. Um, first off, I wanted to, um, to say, definitely, if you're listening to this podcast, be a friend and tell a friend. Definitely let people know what's going on, especially if you know somebody who is into laughing, into comic books, or into both. <laughs> yeah. I guess that, that cue didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you. Um, 
I also want to give shout outs to people who have helped us along the way and supported us. So I want to give a shout out too to Troy, to Joe, to Gigi, to Sean, to Kevin. And for those who I probably haven't mentioned, there's probably still a couple more to Abel. I mean, there's a bunch of other people who are listening. I want to say thank you for listening. It's kind of been fun to, you know, to do this every Saturday. And I definitely wanted to thank uh, Mike and Ralph because you guys have really made Saturdays fun. I really wanted to thank you. No, don't press the sound effect. Oh, motherfucker. (laughs) I really wanted to say thank you. I've really been enjoying this so far. I hope 2014 brings a lot of new and interesting twists. Oh, I can't wait. Besides that, you know, it's it's my good cooking that keeps it all coming back. (laughs) We all know that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So, um, and we're going to take away Ralph's soundboard. What the hell is that? Is that the introduction when Ralph comes in the room? Really, all that fanfare, it's not going to be that good of a night of sex. <laughs> <laughs> the sex will never be that good. It's like... Burr, 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 <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Why are you washing up already? <laughs> so I just hope that everybody has a safe and happy, um, uh, happy holidays and a great new year. And we'll see you guys in two weeks because in two weeks... We'll be back next week. We're going to do some, like, some between some soul searching and some some creative changes to the website and to all these other things. So, hopefully, we'll have brand new things for 2014. So, it'll be what? January 4th, right? Yeah. Ooh, that'll be a new one. Number 18. I can't wait. Number 18. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll be legal to vote. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And that's our show for this week for MFG Mike, the finance guy, and my boy, RT Square. I can't say it right. This is <laughs> the cap saying, Keep it geeky, and please be safe out there, guys. Have a good one.